Good evening, everyone, and welcome to I'm Actually Comics, the currently functional podcast, as opposed to several seconds ago when everything went to hell. Uh, now we're recording, and I am joined, as ever, by my stalwart companion, uh, my rock in this, in this world, this difficult-to-understand world. It's Bob. Hi, I'm here. Bob is here. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about comic books this week. Yes. As we do uh, have a tendency to do every week. It is in the title. It is indeed. <laughs> it's in and, the title uh, of the podcast. And I got to sell some of these things because uh, daddy needs a new pair of shoes, as they say. Um, yes. Let's see. I, I actually got a pair of shoes for my birthday, and I recommend it. Oh, really? Getting a new pair of shoes is the best. It's um, pretty great. I tear through shoes. Uh, I am I'm bad on shoes. Just I like phone books. All day. I also do <laughs> You're that. Just there with the phone books and the shoes, tearing through them. Yeah, you know, just willy nilly. No wonder you need new ones. It's yeah, it's a problem. Uh, so let's talk about comics, even though there aren't a, a whole crap ton this week. Yeah, this is a weird week. Well, because technically it oh, it's counts because it is technically a fifth week. Yeah. Because Wednesday being yeah, yeah, and yet oddly it's not filled with annuals. Yes, that was last week, but this is this is oh. one of those weird things because the solicits are kind of funky about when things ship and blah blah blah. Huh. So, um, but you know, we got some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, Antioch number two. Nice. Uh, That's the one about the guy in the prison and stuff. Yes, and it is the sequel to. Oh yeah. Frontier Man is that correct? Right. Yes. Correct. Uh, and we also have some real milestones that we've hit here. Mm. An Archie milestone, even. Ooh. An Archie milestone, Jumbo Digest number 17, the best of the 80s. Best of the 80s. It's two pages long. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Sam Schwartz Jughead comics. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you were just saying the best moments of the 80s could fill two pages. Oh, no, I was just saying that Archie... Yeah, actually, there's some <laughs> decent Archie. You got Jughead's Time Police. That's 80s. Hey, there you or go. Or is that 90s? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. It's it's the best of the 80s. Jughead's 90s Diner, I know, is 90s. Uh, what about his gaffs and gabs? What about his oh. goofaws and goo-gaws? Uh, dipsy doodles, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, I'll take a dipsy doodle. I would, too. I uh, Full full pages of uh, dipsy doodles. The best of dipsy doodles. They should do that. Yeah, I would do that. Be into that. Uh, Bat Girls, Trade Paperback Volume 1 mm. is out this week. Nice. Good series. Yeah, good stuff. Uh a particularly good issue of a continuing to be one of the best DC books, period, Batman. Yeah, did uh, Batman what about 29 this week? What is about only. Avengers Forever? Good question. Did it not get listed? Sure, it didn't. Oh, is no. Avengers Forever really this week, or is it a reprint? I don't. I, I don't. You're the shopkeep. Oh, fucking no, man. <laughs> You keep the, the number, shop. The number of things that are fucked up on this order this week are mm. astronomical. Well, so hopefully, there's an issue of Avengers Forever on the sta- on the shelf. You'll see it in the video if you watch it. Anyway, okay. Batman, Batman, uh, great, Best really one. good stuff. Best one in the run. It really like if you've kind of been like he Zdarsky doesn't really like in the previous issues that had come out. He doesn't really. Um, give you all of the information so you yeah. might be like why is this robot what's this yeah, Zuranar? Yeah. and this one kind of like is batman has like someone he has to explain what's going on to and so <laughs> you get a kind of sense of like oh okay so if you are struggling this is but i i don't think anyone was no it's i don't really think good. so it's really there, there is a character in there who will be your audience surrogate who will explain who he, he explains yeah, pov to. character yeah as it were but got, either way, it's good. We got ourselves a Batman and the Joker, the deadly duo. Number one, Mark Silvestri finally writing a comic book. Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because he wanted full creative control. Yeah. You know what? Writing and penciling. Turns out. Possibly inking. I actually really like Mark Silvestri's art. <laughs> I do, too. I, it's you know, funny. He's he's one of these artists that I always make fun of because his scritchies are so scritchy. But, like... He's a cross-hatcher. He's real good. And there's some interesting news that I'm not allowed to talk about with him coming oh, up, too. Which I'll tell you off mic. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, this one is like Batman has to team up with the Joker in order to fight some other infected people of Joker. Yes. I think it's the basic deal. So many infected jokers. Yeah. Um, Batman Knight Watch. That's out. Number three of three. Number three of five. 
Oh, five. Oh, I, bl- I, I mean, thought it said the end, so I thought it was the end. It says I thought it was five, just one of those digitals that they packaged into know. a three issue series. It says of five. Of five. I solicit, right. but cool. I don't know. yeah, I mean, it's a great like all ages Batman family title. It, yeah. Honestly, I would probably call it Batman Family before I called it yeah, Batman no Nightwatch. But no you know, kidding, would have been way better. Would have sold it. I think it would have sold better. Um, Behold the Behemoth. This is a. This was a fun one. Yeah. I'm interested in this. This is supernatural. It it caught my interest. I like the big monster that is in it. I like the yeah. art is wonderful. The art is very um, good. It's it's another one of those Boom Studios things where you get the first issue and it's like, it's it's not selling me to the point where I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be a great series, but it's selling me to the point where if issue two is great, this is going to be a great series. Nice. And that's, that's kind of the deal. Like I really liked this issue, but again, it didn't really, it didn't give me a whole lot to hold on to. You know that this guy's having nightmares and that there's this thing that might be real in the world that he's dreaming about. But also Uh, like flashbacks to like a tortured past. Yes. As well. Correct. Yeah. Uh, is he doing these things? I don't know. Did oh, no. these things happen in the past? Did they yeah. actually happen? Yeah. Is he it's remembering real. them? Yeah, it's one of those kind of things. But the art's real good. Yep. Real the good. Story looks cool. But yeah, it's like one of those. I think Boom is really kind of like hitting a like a sort of renaissance these days. And some absolutely, of their, um, absolutely. Some of their, they're like I don't know. And I like their. I think they're overtaking Image in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like as far as their choices, they're making a lot of very interesting choices. I agree. So. Also, I like their uh, tactile, uh, like oh, the yeah. paper they choose and the the way it all looks and feels is yep. pleasing to me. Very. I just realized that when I I was so proud of myself with this mic thing that I did, but then I realized that I put the gumby part so yeah. that it was directly in front of your face, and I do look at you during the podcast, and I was well, making I my eyes cross. A, I also have a screaming hand sticker right in my left eye when I look at you <laughs> through this, so that's also making my eyes cross. So. I'm sort of closer than I normally am. I think it's because I set up the table, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Anywho. I know. Um, anyway, uh, Berserk. We got the 41st trade paperback of Berserk. Jeez. I assume this was the last thing he did before he died. Oh, wow. Um, I I don't. I haven't actually looked at this to see what's going on, but, I mean, he never finished the series before he died. Um, so, who knows? Who knows what the deal is with that? But, uh, yeah, 41st issue. Um cool. We've got Black Panther number 11. If you're reading it, it's the villain revealed. Yeah. BPRD Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 2. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, Captain Marvel number 43 continues to be a better series than anyone would ever give it credit for. It is it is weirdly an enjoyable book that like nobody is reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but again, I, I recommend... Captain Marvel to people who like stuff like Sword. Like if you were oh, sure. if you were enjoying Sword, Captain yeah. Marvel is pretty much the mm. closest thing to that really fun Sword series that came out. Yeah. Um there's a couple of other things that it's kind of like, but it's like it has that it has that Marvel female character led like more fun than the male protagonist books kind of thing about it where it's yeah. like Somehow it's given license to be more joyful in a lot of ways. Is this still Kelly Thompson writing yes. this one? Yeah, yeah she's I mean, there's, there's also Kelly Thompson. So that that does explain a lot of it. I'd be super into like this book if it was starring Monica instead of Carol Danvers, who's just totally. a character I don't care for. But um, but that's my own personal. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I, I don't. Just, like, I, like, the thing give is. Give me that, what I want right, all but, the time. But only. the thing about it is that like she. Uh, Kelly Thompson, not Kelly Thompson, Kelly Sue DeConnick kind of fixed the Carol Danvers character in her run. As far as I'm concerned, like like the comic is definitely better than I would expect. That comic made me really like this comic. I think, I think it's because we were set up with the flarg and all that weird shit, (laughs) like with the, the weird space cat. I mean, that, that is a stroke of genius. That character is like the best thing in the series. (laughs) Nice. But, um, yeah, no, I really like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and this week, we have Cherish number one. Uh, this is a, this is by our friend, uh, 
I can always forget her pseudonym. Katana Collins is her oh. pseudonym. Uh, and she is she's writing, I believe this is an existing character from the olden days of maybe Image. Hmm. It might be something that was owned by Mark Silvestri, I believe, because Silvestri does a cover for it. Is it a trade paperback? No, it's a, it's issues. I'm sorry, we don't have it on the we don't have oh, it on the I shelf. I didn't see it because Colleen's coming tomorrow morning oh, to sign them. So I did not we just, see it. So she I couldn't make it, it because she's doing a, a play. She Aww. was going to come do a thing, but she has to get into costume early. So. Uh, so she could not make it, but uh, we will have these signed. They're up on the website as signed. Um, so I put them in a box just to be not confuse anybody. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's essentially it's a female Punisher. It's very, you know, Colleen, I mean, Katana writes uh, very, you know, she writes erotic novels and things of that nature. And so they gave her a sexy Punisher, essentially huh. sexy female Punisher murders a bunch of people. It's pretty much i mean give or take that's what we're that's what we're talking about here cool um in a nutshell and it's it's fun uh it's actually a really good book again you know dynamite it's those things where you just expect them to be trash and then they tend to be like a a notch above where they're supposed to be for some reason Uh, i mean this unless they're not well oh (laughs) there are so okay that is fair but the 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 there have sorry to stutter there. Uh, there have been some high, higher quality dom. Uh, I can't talk. Yeah, the, no. Some of the some of the really some of the ones that are supposed to be very dumb. Some of the vampirellas and all the that kind of stuff. I started to call it dominite. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were trying to call it dolomite. Maybe. Which is uh, which is a an ingredient to uh, I don't know some sort of atmospheric bomb. I think. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. You know, if you really liked the Harley series that she wrote, it's more it's more stuff from her like that. It's great. Cool. She knows what she's doing. Uh, Count Crowley, Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter number four. It's a good series. I yeah. forgot to read this one. Um, I don't know if anybody else follows him on the Instagram. Uh, uh, David, guy whose last name I can't say. Oh. Dib. Dast Milchian, whatever the the Dast Malchian. Sure, is that it? I think it might be. Yeah, the guy who played the spot in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, he his Halloween costume with one of with uh, Brian, who's another horror guy. They both they went as uh, Frankenberry and Count Chocula. <laughs> And just happened to meet up with the Yummy Mummy at a fucking party they were oh, at. Oh, weird. <laughs> Which is amazing. But their costumes, specifically Brian's fucking insane Frankenberry costume, wow. was next level. But uh, yeah, amazing. Who was the other one, the Frankenberry? Uh, Brian. Uh, what's that? Who was it? Brian. Oh my God! If I could remember his name, oh. it would it would help. But I'll yeah, look it up on the on the ground. Yeah, I'll show it to you. But uh, he's uh, it's another horror director. Um, cool. But yeah, he's doing some really fun stuff, and I love Count Crowley. I think it's a great book, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him making it into a movie, which I'm sure he will. Uh, Critical Role Vox Machina Origins Trade Paperback Volume Three is out. And for those of you who can't get enough of the 1990s uh, big boobs and big guns stuff, Marvel has finally released Cross-Gen Tales. Uh, apparently... It's like the first issue of four different Cross-Gen series. Yep. and uh, Ruse, Sigil, Sojourn, and another one that I can't remember. And, and the fact punch, that I remembered that one war. is pretty good. What is it? It has a dumb name. Mystic Sigil Sojourn. Mystic is the other one. Mystic, yeah, okay. Mystic. Oh, there was another series from them that somehow in that. the '90s, no one had copywritten the, the character name Mystic. How was so that they got possible? It. Even after Ms. Mystic. <laughs> yeah, that is that is shocking. But apparently, Disney owns them. Uh, apparently, they bought them a long time ago. Like I think they bought Car- CrossGen before they bought Marvel. Uh, but they own these characters and are now making a push with them. So. Maybe we'll see something come of it. Well, I would be surprised if there wasn't. <laughs> uh, and in the world of things that I very much love, there's a new Courtney Crumrin book out. Cool. The Crumrin Chronicles Volume 2. 
just seriously one of my favorite book series of all time. Wonderful. Courtney Crumran, awesome. Nice. Uh, Daredevil, epic collection. It comes with the claws. Uh, that would be that issue where Daredevil fights everybody. <laughs> it's like uh, it was the the crossover with uh, Wolverine where Sabretooth attacks him and blah, blah, blah. Nice. Brian Fuller is the person you are. That's the one, yeah. I found Thank it on you. Instagram. Thank you. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel, number eight. The fantasy DC, the, the, the where they're trying to do Game of Thrones, where they did zombies and vampires successfully. And yep. it's Tom Taylor, so I'm sure it's great if you're into this it kind has of stuff. Been, it is not my kind of thing. Yeah, it has been shockingly successful as far yeah. as... Like, That's good. People love it. You know what I didn't read that I probably should have? The new Deadpool. Deadpool. I, I mean... I mean, read in quotation marks. Right. I did read it. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I didn't need another Deadpool series, to be honest. So. Yeah, I kind of didn't even notice that there wasn't a Deadpool series or that the uh, last one wasn't being published anymore. Well, I mean, what I, I noticed that nobody cared when it was really good. Like, yeah, right. When he was like, the king of uh, Monster Island and had which, like a borough of Manhattan that was made of, that was populated with yeah. monsters. Yeah, admittedly, was, all of the monsters. That was Kelly stuff. Kelly uh, Thompson too. Kelly wasn't Thompson. It? I mean, it was Kelly Thompson, and uh, it was like a trade-off between Kelly Thompson and who else? Uh, Scotty Young. Oh yeah, I think Scotty Young started the series. Kelly Thompson finished it, and there was that amazing issue where. Uh, Gwenpool had to give Deadpool uh, Jeff the shark, the shark. Jeff the shark. Yep. Because she was afraid that at some point he would get she would get canceled and she didn't know what would happen to him. Yeah. At some point, Jeff the Land Shark is going to appear in a Disney show, and Disney is going to start marketing the crap out of it. And I actually can't believe it hasn't already happened. You know, if you go onto the Marvel app. There's actually digital only Jeff the Shark, Jeff the Land Shark. Nice. Um, and but like, I'm surprised he hasn't become merch. I agree. He's very a, surprised. He is appearing on uh, variant covers. Like I'm seeing him like mm. show up on a couple of things. Yeah. I think he's definitely on the list of just Disney being like huge marketable. Right. Characters. Yeah. They're just they they are all about cute marketable characters, and I it is it is bananas to me that there is not already like a cartoon show of Jeff Agreed. being that he's literally the cutest thing that has ever appeared in a Marvel comic. Pretty much. Uh, we got Dungeons and Dragons Young Adventurers Guide hardcover. These are pretty fun. They're nice. like if you've got kids that are you know, saw Stranger Things and they're like how does this work? Here it is. And it kind of gives you like a layout without being as uh, clinical as like a a player's guide or a monster manual. It's, it's a little more user friendly and tells you a little bit more about the characters. Um, nice. Poppity poppity. Yeah. It's a little static. Uh, so ET, the extraterrestrial <laughs> ultimate deluxe figure, really fantastic figures. Great. It is really fantastic. Uh, and it comes with all of the things to make his little phone home kit, the speak and spell, the umbrella. Like yeah, I love shit. the little speak and spell in there. Oh, amazing. Cool. And Gertie's plant that he brings back to life Aww. and all that. And he has LED light up, so his heart lights oh, up. Nice. And like, Yeah, this is just NECA, again, being the best at what they do. That This is a next level kind of figure. They're the best they are at what they do, and, and what they do is pretty. <laughs> it is. And sometimes it has a weird little alien. I saw a strange little thing that probably everyone has seen on the internet that was a clip of Drew Barrymore talking about the making of E.T. <laughs> and how Steven Spielberg actually hired two extra people to constantly be sure that E.T. was always alive for Drew Barrymore. Aw, jeez. So that there was never like an empty suit where she was ever interacting with like an empty suit of, of yeah. this and she was like, yeah, I always thought that E.T. was alive. The entire time I was on set, I thought E.T. was a real person. That's crazy. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's so cute. Also really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also like, oh, that's like psychological manipulation of your actors for your own devious purposes. That's kind of gross. I mean, I, you do, I think you do have to. I mean, it, to a certain extent. Child absolutely. acting is manipulation and it is... Uh, 
yeah, damaging and terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, perfect. I mean, that is the truth. So you know what we got? What? We got some EC Archives Incredible Science Fiction trade paperback. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Is that one. the one that they market as being bad? I love that. Like the old reprints where it's like bad comics from the 50s. I think yeah, it's incredible science I fiction. I'm just like, incre- first of all, these comics are legitimately not bad. So, I mean, they're they're like yeah. by today's standards, they are not necessarily like PC, but they're not bad. And they literally say like they're like that is the weirdest marketing campaign I have ever seen. Not well, that it's a marketing campaign, but what's like, funny is I think when you talk about PC, wasn't this the isn't this the issue with the black astronaut? It might be. I don't really. I the one the that one says that has, it's bad doesn't. I actually literally was when I was yeah, going yeah. through your your back issue bins. I pulled oh yeah, it out. I remember there was one that said it was bad and one that said it was like. I mean, it's kind of cheese ball. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, it was the nineteen fifties. <laughs> but like one of these was like the big reveal was like it was just this big space story where it's like. You know, we're out in space and there's blah, 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 all of these things. And I can't believe that I've made it this far further than any human has ever made it. Big, long speech. He pulls off his helmet and it's a black man. And this is like 1950s. Right. And like, when it's it, a big fucking deal. Is it? I think in the is that the one where it's colored in a way where it's like you you yeah, don't yeah. see that he's bl- yeah. like, you know, I'm it's totally, obvious that he's black, but it's right. colored in a way where it's like the coloring is really flat or something. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. I mean, either way, it is like. EC was ahead of its time in so many ways and, True that. and did some very cool things. Um, and they were also very, uh, the people who were involved there were also very active in the civil rights movement. So some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Fantastic Four by John Byrne, Omnibus Hardcover, Volume 1. Cool. Who doesn't love that? I like that run and, you know, if you're like me, all of yours are yellow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They were all yellow. But, so now you can have them recolored in a way that you don't like, but the pages are white. So yep. it's a trade-off. So uh, another thing that everybody needs, Friday the 13th, part one LP. Whoa. That's right. Yeah, really awesome. I mean, what better soundtrack, what better horror soundtrack is there in the world? Halloween. Uh, the Exorcist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to watch a thing about Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth last. Night. One of those, the Netflix is like your favorite movies. <laughs> Both really phenomenal soundtracks. Yeah, I love it. It's it is funny. Controversial it's, statement, man. Uh, Carpenter owes Mike Oldfield a couple bucks because <laughs> that is. It's just like okay, but what if we put The Exorcist in five four? Well, you get the Halloween theme. That's what you get. That's true. So it's a little different. But I do do like how it's like it's it's just the same notes, but then he just like pitch shifts them basically. Like he just like makes them go like so it's like but the the whole piece of music is just the same. What five notes? Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, not the same notes every time, but like it's the same pattern of notes, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I mean it's the same pattern. It's three. It's three notes in different positions. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also but unsolved the, mysteries. But those awesome, those awesome bass notes that hit in the middle. It's the the little <laughs> ding 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 is fine. Yeah. But it's the bong. Yeah. It's when they really hit those those synthy bass notes that it's really brings it home. Pretty cool. Great theme. Uh, Gotham City Year One Number Two. Yeah. I don't read this. I don't, you know, I like Phil Hester uh, and Tom King is hit or miss for me. This is just not a story that I need told and I didn't, like, I just didn't look at it. Fair enough. Uh, I Another thing I didn't look at was Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I don't think I even knew that it I f- was there. I flipped through it. it it's a done in one. Um, oh, okay. And it has very, like, kind of post-90s-esque art. Um mm. I don't know. It's if you want a done in one Guardians of the Galaxy comic, it's here's one. Cool. Um, Heart Eyes number three. I really like this comic. Yeah, it's one of my favorite indies currently. Um, it's really good, and this one is like sort of like so where this the concept of it is that these fear aliens are wiping everybody out, and anybody who's afraid of them is immediately killed. But this this young girl isn't afraid of them and so she just like hangs out with them and now she's like really trying to like 
find other people that are still around and convince them not to be scared and it goes in certain ways <laughs> yes uh hell to pay number one mm, love it but it looked fine charles sewell and will sliney i mean yeah two, two talented good, folks yeah uh i did not read it but uh, it just didn't grab me yeah uh hulk number 10 Really didn't grab me. Very much does not grab me. Also, the cl- the the big like I don't, I shouldn't yeah, talk yeah. about it. It's this is a misfire. I'm yeah. looking forward to when the Hulk is good again because it not, will be. This is not my thing either. And I again I have said this a million times. I love both of them, but uh, yeah, it's not my favorite Kate's writing, and it's certainly not my favorite Stegman. Yeah, no, the art's fine. Honestly, the art is the part of it that I like the most, but it's just what he's being right. It's what he's being asked told to, to draw. draw is like just I don't know, like the big concept of Hulk as spaceship, like just does not work for me at all. It's like just what yeah. I want in a Hulk comic is definitely not nope, that. I like, agree at all. It's I I much I much preferred those one shots that came out in the middle of. Uh, uh, what was immortal? it? Immortal. Yeah, yeah. The ones that were like, here, I know that Immortal's a little weird for some people, so here's yeah. some normal Hulk stories. And they were like rampaging Hulk type stories. Yeah. That you oh, man. Remember the... that Declan Shalvey one? That was so good. That, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. They're yeah. just so fun. Yeah. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure as a shop owner and seller of comic books, you'd rather have a comic that people wanted to buy. Right. And that is true. And people are not really buying Hulk anymore because they don't like this version. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cream Man Trade Paperback Volume 8. Subjects and objects. I don't need to tell you that I am a big fan. It is a great series. Nice. Uh, Joker, the man who stopped laughing and became a mixed up zombie. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. I uh, I bought the first issue of this and I'm trying to remember why because I was going through this and I was like, why did I buy it? <laughs> like, I don't remember anything about what happened in it and there was nothing in this issue that made me want to buy this issue. No. So I mean, it's I just didn't, a sequel to that other series. So I guess, yeah. I just there's so, there was something. The second story in it is drawn by Frank Avila. That's right, Frank Avila, yeah, yeah. and Frank I think Avila. that 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 had something to do with why I purchased the first issue. Mm-hmm. And I do really very much like his art. Yeah, me too. Um, and there's more of it this week. Sure is. King Spawn number sixteen is out. Little Monsters number seven is out. Continues to be great. Uh, Marvel Voices Heritage Trade Paperback. Uh, and we've got an omnibus of Miles Morales Spider-Man. Nice. Which is that second, I believe, ongoing series with him. Not 100% sure. Uh, Monkey Prince, number 8 of 12, is out. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony, number 6. New Champion of Shazam, number 3, is out. I love it. Cool. It's good. Uh, and the aforementioned uh, other Francovia thing, Night of the Ghoul number two is out. Yes. Man, this is a value for your dollar yes, comic book. Yes, it is book. extremely dense. This is a 60 page, it feels like. Probably. Comic I mean, it has five to be. Bucks. It's at least 48. It's gigantic. Uh, it is an enormous comic. I did not even get through the whole thing, but man. Uh, I did. It's I'm winning actually, me over. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy the first issue, and I, you know, it might be maybe it'll be a trade purchase down the line or something. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but I, it's like for me, it's like Walking Dead in that I want to read it every week that it comes yes. out because I want to know what happens in it. Yep. I think it's a great concept, and the art is awesome. And yeah, it's, it's going. Cool. It's going in an interesting direction. This will be a very good show when it is adapted into a show. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, it does definitely feel like it has TV. Oh, absolutely. It has Netflix miniseries written all over it. Sure does. Which, Um, honestly, I watch the fuck out of it. I would totally do that, too. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, As as irritating as it is when that happens, sometimes there's just shit that you're like, oh, man. Yeah. This is going to make a great great movie. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, All right. Speaking of things that would make a great movie, oh my god, I love this so much. Night of the Living Cat trade paperback, <laughs> volume one. I didn't see it. Uh, it's a manga. It is, uh, it's basically sort of a comedy take on the zombie apocalypse where there's roving gangs of evil cats biting people and turning them into cats. Oh man. The art is 
amazing. It's, it reminds me of Rooster Fighter, like that kind Ooh. of thing where it's like, why is this art so good for this incredibly silly thing? <laughs> this is like, All right. uh, and as a as a fan of people doing a lot of work for something very silly, thumbs up, man. I loved this. Nice. This is the kind of book that would get me into manga. Like now that I've between Rooster Fighter and this, I'm like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Are you trying to really make me a fan of this genre? I mean, it is happening slowly I but think, surely. Rooster I, Fighter was a huge one for me, so yeah. I'll no, have to I check think, this out. I think I am I am slowly getting sucked into this world, which is bad news. Uh, also, it's on just regular, not shiny paper. Uh, yeah. Please <laughs> give me comics that are just like. Uh, I don't know. Some days I'm just like, I'm just going to give up all the comics that aren't manga because, like, at least those are on the paper I like. Mm. I don't know why I'm so stuck on it, but I, I don't really either. am. I really am. Very strange. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I mean, maybe it's strange. You know what's not very uh, happy and uplifting, but is also very good, would be Numb to This, the memoir of a mass shooting trade paperback graphic novel. Oof. Uh, yes, this is uh, this is Kendra Neely, who survived a horrific shooting and is releasing her memoir of the event. Very important. It is a you know it is mm. a thing that needs to be addressed. Yep. And uh, that is actually probably something that a graphic novel would be uniquely suited yes, to uh, depict. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it really is a good medium for this kind of story. Um, okay, Old Dog, number two. I was not reading this. Declan. I, you know what? Yeah, it's uh, not my cup of comic, but not it's my Declan Chalvey who rules, and I'm sure it's great. Uh, we got One Punch Man, graphic novel volume 24 out already. Uh, ones, number one. Uh, this totally blew my socks off. I was not expecting to like it. I loved it. I love the story. I love the art. I love the concept. I can't wait to see what happens. The it's Brian Bendis. Uh, so immediately I was just like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. I've been kind of tuning him out for a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I can't remember who's the artist. Uh, Joshua Reed, Jacob uh, Edgar. Oh, sorry, Jacob Edgar. Yes. Well, so basically it started out and I thought it was going to be like him doing a Buffy riff, yeah. which it's sort of, that's, that's what it felt like. I read the preview. I didn't read this full comic, but they sent us a preview and I read that and it felt like a, it felt like a Buffy riff for what I got. Basically there are, it goes in, I, I, I'm going to hedge myself here because I don't want to give away the final, yeah, yeah, yeah the final double page thing that's like holy shit i see where this is going and it's cool as hell but basically there are there's this guy who looks like a 70s porn 80s porn star <laughs> and he's like running around to these different people who are referred to as chosen ones but each chosen one is like a different archetype there's a buffy type character but then there's also like a superhero uh like a supergirl and there's also like um a neo uh yeah yeah there's like all these different um there's like a swordsman kind of like shang chi kind of there, there's like all these different um <laughs> so many people have been chosen to be the one well they yeah they're the chose they were chosen and people know what that means in the world like there's a guy who's like an older guy and somebody's like are you one of the chosen you were chosen one when you were a baby and like he's like i don't remember being a baby and i'm old now like why are you bothering me <laughs> anyway so this guy is like gathering them up and it's kind of the the reason that's being they're being gathered up is because uh there's a new chosen one that has been born and this chosen one is an evil chosen one who is like Damien from the omen yep and then there's a twist that happens um and i probably already gave away too much but honestly like i'm sure the solicit has that much information yeah, and i would say like if you're looking for a new comic number one yeah, yeah. with good story and good art like it's cool and the twist i did not give away and it is re it's a good twist it's a very good twist yeah that's it pitch I yeah pi that's my pitch big fan uh Get okay it. so do 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 oops i lost my place looking up that artist name do, poison do, ivy do. poison ivy is a comic uh yes poison ivy it came out it's out uh but also 
and a Woodstock in a Birch Tree, a reprint of the Charles Schultz Peanuts book. There are so many of these Titan reprints coming out, but you can get them and they're really wonderful. And this is, for me, this is how I would, if I was going to get all of the Peanuts books, I would get them like this. Yeah. It's just the same, the old style paperbacks, they're eight bucks a piece. Yeah. They probably have higher to. production value than the old ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. Which I, are weird because they do change the art. Yes, yeah. I I would not I would not personally get the big hardcovers for myself. I like the I like the fact that these were the way that they that I remember them when I was a kid. Yeah, like when I got the collections as a yeah. as a kid, they were like this. I do like the hardcovers. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you? I, the, well, you probably know it's to some extent, but uh, like my dad, I got my dad every year yeah, for yeah. like Christmas has been a lot harder since they since I got the last one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Twice a year, I had to like just easy gifts. Yep. <laughs> uh, we have the Pokemon Visual Companion, which is great. Ooh. The kids are gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Everybody, oh. if you like a Pokemon, it's got a Pokemon. I love them. Um, and I will say, Predator Number Four is out. Yeah, Predator is awesome. I love Kev Walker. It's so good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, this is just this is the. There was only one way this this series could make any headway for me, and this is it. I do like that there's like a timeline that has the movies like as occurring yeah. in the year that the movies were released. Like you don't see that very much. That's I like awesome. that. I mean, and it makes perfect sense too. Except yeah. for except for Predator Two, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's sure. fine. Yeah, they just say it's because, ten years later, right? Because sure, it was the it was the '90s when it was released, but they were using all these crazy future guns and like, yeah, Los yeah. Angeles was like a, a literal like just demilitarized zone. Yeah. Oh well, the, was that one where they were like in the future of 1997? And yeah, but it was like just like but it was like yeah. five years later than when it came out. <laughs> I bought a bunch of uh, dollar comic uh, of American Flag that series, the oh, Howard Chaykin series. So so terrible. It's actually not as terrible as you think, uh, but it's all set in 2031, and it's like yeah, yeah. just <laughs> like we've colonized Mars and all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, so it's, I'm sure 2031 seemed a long time away when in 1982. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, 50 years from now, we'll colonize Mars. Sure, sure, we will. Yeah, we won't be just arguing over Twitter. <laughs> um, we colonize Twitter. Pretty much. Uh, Punisher number seven is out. Yep. And uh, a new book from the heavy metal drummer people. It is a book called Purple Oblivion. A little body horror kind yeah. of uh, weird book. Cool art. Yeah, cool art. Kind of, you know, if you liked Heavy Metal Drummer, it's the same kind of thing where it's like little light on the story, but like yeah. big on crazy art. Uh, if you like uh, Kevin Smith, mm. hey, we got quick stops. This is actually very fun. I was really happy that they did it all in black and white. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really actually pretty good nice uh it's it's really kind of what you want out of something like this so yeah if you if you had any interest in this type of thing you're gonna love it the universe the universe exactly uh righteous thirst for vengeance trade paperback volume two is oh, out. cool uh we have a bunch of rubik's things that came in this week including the pyramid Ooh. and the snakes twist yeah pretty great it's now called Twist. There's yeah. one called Rubik's Twist, but they apparently the one that's two parts, they still call Snake. Ah, Don't know why. So many Rubik. I know. Uh, Savage Avengers number seven is out. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion number one is out. It's better than I expected I it to be. This. I honest to God loved this it's issue. It's because Ryan North wrote it. I mean, yeah, that, that certainly helped. I... I love Secret Invasion. Like it's one of my favorite Marvel events. Mm. It just it was it hit a very sweet spot when I got totally obsessed and just bought every issue of every single thing that was coming out for mm. for Secret Invasion. And I don't know, I loved it. I really loved it. So uh, I, I think this is a a really I, cool idea. I like this better than that because it's self-contained. Um, yeah, I think that that's the thing about the first Secret Invasion that I didn't like. That was like when they—it's <clears throat> the same thing oh, that yeah. happened when DC did uh, 
millennium yeah where it's like they do these things and you're just like oh so now you gotta like continuity mind like why mm-hmm. lana lang was actually like a man hunter the whole time oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. You know? no like I mean, that was that kind of shit listen i agree i agree in theory but i was so all in that i was so stoked every time a new one came out i was like oh my god i can't believe that this character oh, oh shit. yeah yeah and then there was like gene gray showed up as phoenix and it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. And then, and then basically there was that point where a shuttlecraft gets dropped in the Savage Land. The oh yeah, that spoilers. was actually one of the early ones. Yeah. And they were like, "Here we are. Yeah. We're all the people that were replaced." And it's yeah. like, "Oh, okay. Well, now we know who everybody is." And it was weird because some of them were, and some of them were. Yeah, exactly. And some yeah. of them were actually scrolls. Uh, so fun, love it. I mean, they did invent a scroll detector by the end of that, so. Uh, whatever doesn't matter yeah uh she hulk number seven is out continues to rule it does rule and i love how many people are upset that she's dating jack of hearts now (laughs) (laughs) everyone hates jack of hearts i don't get it i mean uh, yeah he's cool i i don't care one way or the other i think it's i mean she and Jack of Hearts are similar type of characters where they're B-listers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, There's a line in this one where she's, different... she's like hanging out and she's like, do you have some kind of like radiation fetish? <laughs> He's just like, maybe. I mean, it's pretty probably does now. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, know. That was funny. Also, I found all the old Jack of Hearts in dollar bins and I realized that they were drawn by George Freeman and I was like, oh, that's cool. Hmm. I never knew that. Interesting. Yeah. Tidbits tidbits uh skip beat volume 47 don't know anything about it uh star trek picard stargazer number three is out star wars number 29 is out bounty hunters 28 uh star wars the mandalorian number five is out and we have what is probably the most criminally overpriced hardcover that Marvel has ever tried to fucking slip through. I don't know how I didn't notice that this was so expensive when I purchased it. It's nearly omnibus priced. It is Strange Academy first class. This is like two trade paperbacks for $75 for a hardcover. It is not worth it. I mean... That's that's an unfair thing to say. It is one of my favorite comic series that has come out yeah. in the last five years. No that one is has trumpeted the series more than ye. Insane. That is an insane price. So it's a hardcover of two trades, and it costs seventy five dollars. Yeah, it. Lo- I mean, I guess it looks like it's about the same size as that uh, really expensive uh, X Men House of X Powers of X hardcover that came out. Mm. That was also a seventy five dollar hardcover. Hmm. But I think there was like considerably more pages in that actually. Yeah. So I don't, and and even then, I I discounted every one of those that I sold through here because it was outrageous. Yeah. It's just it's criminal to charge that much for that fucking thing, even if it is like one of my favorite X Men stories. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. just it's too much. Totally. Uh, Survival Street number four is out. Right on. Murder Muppets. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Valley Twins. Is this a Sweet Valley High manga, basically? Or YA graphic novel? It's a YA I guess it's graphic not novel. Yeah, yeah. It's a YA graphic novel based on Sweet Valley High. I know. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Sweet Valley High released a whole bunch of stuff, and it's all been... It's scholastic, so like they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. It's been... Nobody super, sells more comics than them. Nobody. And it's been super popular. Like People, have, people love it, so... Nice. I mean, kids love it. Yeah. Uh, Sword of Azrael, number four. Cool. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's got Aztec on the cover. That's pretty cool. It does? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. He's got a star helmet. I assume that's Aztec. I don't know. I read it. I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but oh, I didn't. Shit. I actually didn't read it. I flipped through it, so I did, clearly didn't read it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reborn Volume 5 Mystic Sister. This is oh. the one with Venus, uh, and it has a very disturbing uh, Ghost in the Shell type cover where she's disassembled and hanging from wires. Huh. Uh, that Texas Blood number 19 is out. And a comic that I did not read called Tiger Division. I did. It's like a South Korean superhero team that was actually significantly better than I thought it would be. Um, 
easy to follow, nice. cool characters. Like actually, oh, nice. like a lot of them had cool personality. Like they all had distinctive. Like nice. you know, it wasn't like cookie cutter. It was like I thought. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Who's writing this? I don't know. If it's really good, it's probably Greg Back. I mean, I don't know that I would say it was like really good on that. Like it just it was. It's probably Greg Pack. It might be Greg Pack. Uh, I don't know. It 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 was just like I expected it to be impossible to follow, and I started to flip through it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty straightforward superhero stuff, and these characters are kind of cool. Nice. That's um, awesome. There's like a guy called the General that I liked. <laughs> He gives you such a discount on, he your, does. on your insurance. Your car insurance, yeah. <laughs> Nobody no. beats him, from what I've heard. That's true. Is that is that his catchphrase in battle? <laughs> Nobody beats the general. Nobody beats the general. Uh, this, yes, <laughs> they they got it all the way from here. Nice for this South Korean version of him. So uh, he has a funny hat. Better than any X Men comic that you might get. The more important thing is that we have the Tiger Electronics X-Men Electronic LCD video game. Ooh. Yes, that's right. The one that you bought from KB Toys in 1992. Here it is in your hand. V cool. It really is. I I don't know. These hit a weird little nostalgic thing for me. Yeah. They really like smack me right in the forehead because I definitely remember going to KB Toys and being like, this is awesome. Nice. I like that these figures move three different frames and then <laughs> throw stuff or whatever. I don't know. I can still play those and enjoy them, which is probably says something about my mental state. Um, anyway, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures number two. Cool. It is. First one was, you know, not as exciting as I'd hoped it was going to be. Hmm. And this one was a little better. This one, nice. I think, kind of kind of improved on the the concept. Uh, and speaking of those those heroes who are in a half shell, we have the Utrom, 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 uh, ultimate figure from NECA. It's so cool. It is cool. Is that the one that has Krang in his gut? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Real good stuff. Love Man, it. Also, I just can't believe that I had two separate opportunities to say Tiger Uppercut, <laughs> and, and missed, I missed, missed both of them because you said Tiger Division, and then you had an X Men game that came from Tiger. Tiger Electronics, and oh I've literally God. been like waiting for weeks to be able to say Tiger Uppercut. Well, you got there. I got there. I just forced it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Transformers Legacy Core Bomb Burst. That's a fun one. Uh, it's a remake of one of the gen 2 or whatever figures that never really got much juice i think he was a uh i think he was a pretender so i don't know what generation that really is but there were those crappy ones that were like in big cases <laughs> and you pulled them apart and then there was a robot inside so it didn't so much transform as just crack it was like an egg with a robot inside <laughs> they sucked so this one's an actual transformer which makes it much better there you go and you know what's even better than that what Universal Monsters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ultimate Splinter as Van Helsing. Yes, you have yeah. a picture of that on your Instagram. I saw it's that was looked pretty cool. So good. Nice. Uh, these these Universal Monsters turtles figures, except for that hunchback one. And then the only thing wrong with that is the name, and also the fact that it's Igor. Yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> that's really the the real important part. He's fucking Igor. But uh, these are so fucking cool. Um, I honestly, I'm not a huge Turtles fan, which is blasphemous, considering all of the, the weird Turtles connections that the store has. Yeah. But, like, it, it, it was just not my generation. Like, right. I appreciate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it is culturally in my blood, but I, it wasn't my childhood because I'm too old. Right. Um, and I still think these are better monster figures than the actual monster figures NECA put out. Like, I would rather own these than the ones that they made because they're so cartoony and crazy. They are cool. And they just look they just look weird and they capture that like that filthy universal monsters of the twenties thing where everything's dirty and looks kinda just looks creepy and craggy. Mm. Ugh, I love it. Yeah. They're great sculpts and great yeah. paint paint great stuff uh vampirella versus red sonja number one. Oh, i should have looked at that i didn't realize it was a number one i assumed there was already a number one and i looked at it and thought it was bad probably uh walking dead 50 Ooh. 
halfway out. there again. Yeah. Uh, and we've got who will make the pancakes? <laughs> uh, five stories by Megan Kill. So I must know. I gotta, I gotta fucking find out. Uh, Witcher Ronin trade paperback. This is super sweet. This is done in manga style. It is an over would be an oversized for a manga, so it's like the scale of a Western comic. It is it reads back to front like a manga. It is done by a, a manga artist. It's pretty freaking cool. The art is really distinctive and interesting. Wow. It does not look like a typical manga and does not look like a typical Western book trying to look like a manga. It is just interesting. I like it a lot. Cool. Uh, X-Men Red number eight is out and we are done. Yay. (laughs) And we did it in all in 50 minutes. Wow. The spirits did it all in one night. God bless us, everyone. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> That's a perfect. Uh, ca- <laughs> it's a it's a capper. It's, it's a, a capper. It's a put a stick a pin in it. <laughs> oh, good God, y'all! Um, so uh, follow us at Coast City Comics. Follow us at I'm um, Actually Comics and buy stuff from CoastCityComics.com and uh, follow Bob at Dollar Binge mm. on Instagrams. Instagrams. And, uh, I'm back now that I have like access to my accounts after I got frozen <laughs> out for a, a better part of a week. Yeah, everything went crazy on Instagram as soon as Elon Musk bought Twitter. I don't know why. It was before that, actually. <laughs> I uh, f- somehow I got this thing that said that the the Instagram was full. <laughs> There's too much Instagram. It, it, said. Like, it, it was on the um actually thing. It was like it's full. Your cache is full, and then it said the only way to get rid of that on an iPhone was to delete the app. And then when I deleted the app, I couldn't get back in because I didn't have access to that email. But now I do. Those fiends. Yeah, well, I don't know what the hell that was about. I have like <laughs> literally like almost eight thousand pictures on my regular Instagram, and I've never seen a single thing know. that said it was full. So I don't know why the um actually. I guess it's all videos, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. I think it was. It sounds like s- bullshit to me. Something screwy in St. Louis. Oh boy. Yep, I agree. Anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.